Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. And we're here, it's 1UP Gaming, it's episode 153, it's me David, and we've got uh, another new host. I'd, wanna... I'd say new, a new face, but... <laughs> a new voice. You can't see me. A new voice, a new voice. Yes, I am here, I am Ethan, and I'm happy to be here. You sound it. I, I am so excited, I just can't even contain it. <laughs> you're, you're so excited you're doing this on your lunch break. Yes, nothing I love more than working on a lunch break. <laughs> hey, it's not work though, so can't be that bad, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I've, <laughs> I've been gotta, doing this too long. Uh, I was gonna say you gotta you gotta be taking more pride in it than that. <laughs> so, what exactly do you do for work? So, I uh, of all things, I work at a gym. So, I do membership sales at a gym. That's but I'm also not a what I thought you'd say. Is that not what? What would you have guessed? I don't know because I mean, how are you doing this? Are you just in a back office somewhere? Yeah, I'm in. A, I'm in our break room right now, so it's in our upstairs, which is more or less abandoned right now. So that's how it's so quiet. <laughs> there's there's no grunting or weights. That's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the quiet room of the gym, we'll call it. Right, so before we start, I will just say our sponsored ad. I guess we got something to mention before we, you know, get this show on the road. So I would like to, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this and then mention this real quick. This week we're sponsored by Audible. So if you'd like to listen to interesting movies and books, and you know, we all do, you can try Audible for a 30 day free trial. And uh, in that, your first book, or whatever you want to listen to, really, is free. And of course, if you don't like audiobooks, you can exchange it for another one for free. So you've really got nothing to lose here. But if you visit www.audibletrial.com slash O-U-G, you can get a 30-day trial. Your first book is free. And if you don't like it, exchange it for another one. So you got nothing to lose. And the benefit here is it helps us out here over at, over at O-U-G Gaming. And you get something to listen to for free. And, and, and let me tell you guys, I know perhaps better than anybody what time constraints look like, right? I'm, I'm, I'm an app developer by trade, and uh, my deadlines are, are pretty rough. <laughs> so I, I don't have the time to read like I used to back when I was a 
you know, living overseas, the life of luxury. But, but, and that being said, I mean, audiobooks are how I primarily consume written media these days. I mean, I, I just don't have time to enjoy the Warcraft books like I used to, but I can listen and I, and, and I listen during my commute and it really works out really well. Um, so again, try www.audibletrial.com slash OUG, get the 30 day trial, get your free audiobook and enjoy and and take but and you will see you, you don't have to listen to me now don't take my word for it try it for yourself and you will see just how awesome it is to be able to consume all of this print media through your mobile device it really is uh a really neat experience so www.audibletrial.com slash oug make it happen so what have you been playing ethan well, up until it ended, the beta that is, I have been playing more Overwatch than is good for myself. Um, and at this point, I'm just dying for it to come back when it releases on the 24th. But I was playing a lot of Overwatch. That was basically the whole beginning of my week this week. I mean, I've heard good things about that game. And, and they are all true. Yeah, cause... depending on what they said. Um, no, it's it's one of those things where I have never really been somebody to get really into multiplayer first-person shooters or any of that. I played some Team Fortress 2, but it wasn't exactly my thing. But something about Overwatch just clicks, you know, be it that it's got the more MOBA-style abilities with it or just the world they've created and the characters. It's just, for some reason... It's just wonderful to play, and it's just a joy. Whether you're winning or losing, it's just good fun. I mean, to me, that game sounds like hell, because I'm old. I'm really old. I mean, I would have a guess you're about 20, that kind of age. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've just turned 35. <laughs> and so games I used to play when I was growing up were like Sega arcade games. So, I mean, I'm one of these people that I like to have a game where I pick it up for 10, 20 minutes and put it away. I don't like to have progression with characters. It just defeats the object of... I, I don't like spending that amount of time on one game. Well, that's that's sort of where I'm at at this point, is I work enough that uh, you tell me you have a game that's got hundreds of hours to it and that I can play endlessly, that sounds like a nightmare to me because I, I don't have that much time. So something like Overwatch where I can just play a quick 10, 15-minute match sounds awesome. And I don't have to worry about dedicating tons of time to just play this one character to get this one skin unlock because they do a system of loot boxes. So each time you level up, you get a loot box, you open it up, maybe you get a skin for a character, maybe you get something like that. So it's just random enough and just small enough of a time investment that I can go, okay, I have half an hour, I'm going to play some of this, and then I'll be done. I don't have to be like, well, in... 10 hours, I'll finally have enough uh, XP to get my next level set for armor. It's nice to have smaller matches that I can just pick it up and put it down. So for me, it's exactly that. I I think the last time I ever played games and got technically good at games was the original (laughs) Top Spin Tennis on the original Xbox. Me and my mate got in the top 100 in the world in doubles. And I also played, I think it was Pro Evolution Soccer 4, so it was like PES 4, 
I managed to get into the top 50 in that. And I played Project Gotham 2, I think it was, which I used to love that game. And, I th- and Halo 2 as well. And I think they're the only games I've ever put serious time into, whereas now it's just pick it up, play it for a few minutes, turn it off. Uh, yeah, that's that's I, I I definitely get what you're saying. I think part of it for me is that I've some of the first games I ever played was Diablo two, you know Warcraft two. Those were some of my start with gaming. So Blizzard is just you know it has a special place in my heart. So basically, anytime they release something, it's just a bundle of joy for me. So I think that's part of what can give me that attachment to it, but. I, I would never go as far as to say I've been good at any of their games, uh, or or any games really, aside from maybe one or two old SNES classics that I played enough because it was the only game I had. Yeah, I mean, my only claim to fame, I think I would have been about twenty-two when I played the football game, the Pez by Konami. I was in a tournament and I played someone who was ranked two in the world and I beat him. I think it was five-nil. Which, that was quite good. Yeah, I mean, when somebody's ranked and you wipe the floor with them, that's... It, it sounds like that when you when it was 5-0, but I think they had 20-odd shots on goal, and I had five. You know, so... I mean, but you gotta, you gotta tell the story in the right way. You gotta skew it for your side, so you sound better, right? It was just, it was my tactics. He, he hadn't had a clue what the hell was happening. Exactly, that's I used, what I always I used said. to play strikers, actually, on the wing-backs, because it was just, they were fast. My whole team was pierced. He didn't have a clue what was going on. That's, that's kind of like my uh, strategy for Street Fighter. Is I, I know the combos so well that I don't know any of them. So I just you know, sporadically push buttons and they don't know what's coming. <laughs> I tell you, that's another thing. I used to work in a call centre and on the weekends we were allowed to bring the 360 in to work. And I sort of brought my 360 in and I brought Street Fighter 4. And I said, right, I'll be Ken. And it was like, winner stays on. And I, play, I stayed on for about three hours. And then in the end, they said I could only use one hand. And I was still winning. And then I got banned from playing my own game. <laughs> it was, it was. although I enjoyed Street Fighter more, it was Tekken that I could actually play. And that seemed to be the only fighting game that I could be proficient at. I guess Mortal Kombat, I, I had some success with, but... Fighting games, learning combos has never been my strong suit. Yeah, I, mean, I used to like Tekken and Tekken 2 when it was more slower. And it, it seemed more like a like a wrestling sort of where you had to pick them up and do... Exactly. And then on from 3 onwards, it all seemed to be a lot more like Virtua Fighter-y, fast side-on sort of combat. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was Tekken 2. It yeah. was because whenever fighting games get too quick... I can't keep up with that. I'm not. My brain is not fast enough for me to handle that. I like my my RTS games. I like to see my battlefield and make decisions. <laughs> I don't like to the the twitchy kind of stuff. I've never been good with. Yeah, but I mean that brings me on to something that I've been playing this week. I've managed to get my sort of like, it's like a tablet hybrid sort of laptop. It like connects into like the keyboard base ah one of those and it it runs full windows 10 so it's not too bad and i've got a sega model 2 emulator so i've been playing like sega rally and virtua fighter 2 and sonic the fighters 
which is really bad, but funny. But, I mean, some of the worst games are. Yeah, but I mean, I think people don't give the mid-90s Sega credit, because some of those games on the Model 2 arcade board, Daytona, Sega Rally, Virtua Fighter, Virtua Cop, Virtual On, you know, some of those games are some of my all-time favourites. Oh, definitely. I mean, some of the 90s stuff that came out of Sega before stuff that we have more recently was, I mean, some of the best stuff they were doing, really. And Virtua Fighter in that time was boatloads of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe we've been talking 10 minutes, so we'll have a quick break and we'll come back with an interview I recorded about a new point-to-click adventure game called The Detail. I think they've just released part three of three, so you can now buy the full set on Steam. And I believe it's also on like mobile phones and tablets and that as well. So that's that. So we'll have a quick break, and as I say, we'll be back with the detailed interview. We shall return. Maybe. Fly through space. Rescue cats. Score big points. Download Per Rocket for free today. Visit www.perrocket.com. And we're here with a One Up Gaming podcast. And we've got a special guest. So first of all, I'll just do what I do every week because I'm horrible with names. If I can't, if it's not John Smith, I struggle to pronounce it. So I'll just say, please, who are you and what do you do? Uh, hello, I'm JD Sorvari, but you can just call me JD. And uh, I am a lead writer and narrative designer at uh, Rival Games in Finland. Why sh- should people know you? Do you have a, a game out recently? or? Well, we uh, just finished the uh, first season of The Detail, which is a three-part, three-part ga- episodic uh, game that we, uh, well, we just finished. What is The Detail? Well, it's, uh, it's a neo-noir ad- crime adventure game. Uh, with a narrative focus to it, so it's a bit of a bit of the uh, old point and click, but mixed with a, a set of more modern mechanics or some moder- more modern mechanics and this uh, uh, graphic novel aesthetic to it. So I mean, I've actually had a quick uh, play of the detail, mm-hmm. and I was just going to ask you, what was the inspiration for the actual the art style and the world that the game's set in? Well, obviously, we've uh, drawn a lot from uh, The Wire, The uh, Corner, Homicide, basically everything that uh, David Simon and Ed Burns have had anything to do with, but also shows like The Shield, The Brotherhood, that sort of thing. But uh, as far as the art style goes, uh, well, Frank Miller has been a big inspiration for the artists here, as well as other, uh, let's say, notable graphic novel artists. And uh, but there is also a uh, sort of a real world basis to this. In that, in the U.S. currently, you have a lot of these sort of mid-range cities that uh, haven't had a gang problem before, but are exp- really experiencing it for the first time now. And uh, that was sort of the inspiration for that. Yeah, because like when the game first started out, it really was like a graphic noir sort of look, like really simple. Sort of like black and white sort of style, and then mm. when you get a little bit further in, it does go more detailed, more color. Mm. Um, is it sort of like do you switch between the styles 
throughout the sort of series? Yeah, uh, originally we meant the uh, black and white to only be this sort of slightly flashback material, stuff like that. But uh, uh, since our players did enjoy it, we added a bit more of it along the way. But uh, as far as the style in general goes, I mean, we were all basically learning while we were making this game, so the art style becomes more coherent as as the game progresses. I was just wondering, how long has the game been in development for? Well, uh, in the end, we took about three years with these three episodes, but uh, that's including all of the pre, uh, pre-production or creating the tool sets, uh, all that stuff. And there was also this bit in the middle where we kind of ran out of funding and had to wait for a uh, new funding round. So essentially, I think for the game itself, two years. That's not too bad. I mean, roughly how long would you say the game is in total and also like in the individual sort of like episodes? Well, it kind of depends on your style of play obviously i mean how how uh uh how much of a completionist are you in the sense that you have to check everything out and click everything and have all the conversations but uh i think all of the three episodes uh on their own they are maybe somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half so you know uh the whole campaign is or, or the whole season I mean, is at least three hours or so, but probably a little more. I will say that sounds glorious to me. There's nothing worse than getting into a... I mean, I can't remember what game... It was for the Xbox 360, one of the role-playing games, Mm -hmm. and I got about six hours into it, and when I looked at the stats, it said I was about 2% done of the game. (laughs) And I was yeah. just, I'm, I don't have that kind of time to sit down and put like 50 to like 100 hours into a game. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I could do that. <laughs> I, I guess Telltale's, their sort of like their new style of games, like The Walking Dead and all those, mm-hmm. there must be a, quite a good influence on you guys now. And I guess with them making some really big named sort of like characters and games like The Walking Dead um, I've completely blanked on what else to do but everyone knows what else to do not the Jurassic yeah. Park game because that was just terrible but... <laughs> yeah I mean they have Game of Thrones and they have all the big IPs right now yeah so I mean for little guys like you is it great that they're bringing the point and click sort of adventure game back to the forefront yeah, I mean, obviously they've been a big inspiration to us, and uh, well, they have basically proven that there is a market for these sort of games right now. I mean, people people want want adventure games, but not necessarily the way, uh, the way they were in the 90s. Uh, they want something a bit different, a bit more streamlined, and Telltale figured out a, bit, a, a, a pretty good formula for making those. And well, like I said, we looked at the market and it was like, okay, there's Telltale and uh, there's not a lot of others, so that would be an obvious place for us to start. Again, I think this sort of style of game, it's perfect, you know, to have minimal sort of like 
what you'd call gameplay, but as long as the story mm. is solid, it yeah. keeps you... And then if it's like the episodes are only an hour, an hour and a half each, mm. it's enough to keep you going. And you want to find out what happens in the story more than anything else. Yeah. So I just wonder how many people are actually on the team that made the game and how many people in total had their hands with, with the game. Well, uh, during the detail, we had about a dozen dozen employees, and uh, we also had a few trainees trainees there at one point or another. So, I mean, you could say that it's probably the product of like 15, 16 people or so. Which we think it's still not that many people, mm. you know, so... Yeah, we we are the uh, biggest studio in our town, but uh, yeah, we we are no we are no remedy, we are no no Rovio or anything like that. Yeah, you just just mentioned that now. Remedy, they 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 must be like probably the biggest in Finland. Well, as far as uh, companies or studios that make uh, more traditional games uh, for the consoles for the PCs, then yes, they are. They are number one. Why did you choose to make the game episodic? Well, uh, once again, it's the uh, it's the Telltale influence because uh, uh, Telltale also, well, first of all, they prove that there is a market for these sort of games, and then they also prove that there's a market for selling them episodically. So basically, because we're a new company, we're starting out, we don't really have the resources to do like big market research or stuff like that then well we looked at telltale the model worked for them so we figured that maybe it might work for us as well and uh well there was also the added bonus that if things sort of got wobbly there in the middle we could also uh, we could always uh, cut things short if we had to and i was just wondering with the game being a what you'd call like a, a point-and-click sort of adventure game. Mm. These sort of games, they do work quite well on mobiles. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, will you be trying to port the game over to like mobile and the home consoles like the PS4 and Xbox One? Uh, well, I don't know about the consoles, but uh, we actually have the uh, two first episodes out on uh, iOS already, and the final one will be released at... Uh, well, some point uh, uh, when 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 the coders can can get around to it, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we've done iOS a bit, and uh, it well, let's say that it's not bringing in a huge amount of uh, cash for us right now. But uh, yeah, we we are there, and we'll probably continue releasing for the tablet market at least possibly for the phone market as well and I mean, when I was playing through the game I was quite shocked because I mean to be fair nearly every point and click game from after one of the Monkey Islands or maybe the sequel of Monkey Islands it all went to full voice acting I was just wondering why was there no voiceover work on this game well it was primarily a uh, budgetary issue because, uh, well, we considered it for a bit, but looking at the likely costs, uh, 
we figured that it would be better to have no voice acting instead of uh, cheap and uh, rather clunky voice acting, which is... We've seen a few of those and uh, we didn't want to go down that route. I totally appreciate your honesty there. I was going to say that... I mean, I was thinking that you would have said something like the with the art style and <laughs> comic sort of style with, you know, the it all flowed well with just the on-screen text. Well, I mean, it works. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't work. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, simply put, uh, voice acting would have just been too expensive. I'm just wondering, the game's been... Well, the, I think the second part was it that's come out on Steam last couple of weeks. Uh, third, the third, part? third, actually, ah. yeah. Yeah, um, they sent over the, the code... I, I can't remember what, but so how has the the game been received then? Uh, well, I mean the core pillars of it—the story, the characters' the choices—those have all all been well received in general. Uh, also, the art style has ha- gained a lot of praise. The music—I mean, I'm, uh, our, our music and audio guy is basically the one of us who has the most experience in games and I, I do think it shows shows especially in the music uh, but well what I said earlier about the episodic model giving us the option to cut things short if we had to well we had to uh, the first season was originally supposed to be five episodes and uh, when we got to the second one well the, our old friend uh, the budgetary concerns raised their head again and uh, the decision was made that this would be a three-episode season, uh, three season, which, from a writer's point of view, was, uh, well, let's say that at best it was an interesting challenge. But, uh, obviously, I mean, I think we did a fairly good job in condensing things down. But, uh, uh, yeah, it it felt it, it left some weaknesses there. I mean, a lot of uh, plot lines... Uh, or the side plots that we had going on, we couldn't really bring them to a satisfactory end. We had to focus on the main plot. But, and uh, obviously that has raised some um, deserved uh, criticism. But, I mean, overall, the game has been received really well. And considering that, uh, well, aside from our audio guy, we have no pre- prior history in game, de- game development. I mean... This isn't a half bad debut, like on any scale, if you ask me. I mean, like a lot of our listeners know, because I, I go on about it every week, because when I, we do the podcast proper with the rest of the team, I'm the one that's always yawning throughout the whole thing, and I'm absolutely <laughs> exhausted. And But people don't realise when you work like night shift, <laughs> it's your body clock's completely out of sync with everything else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, people might not realise, but when I was writing the questions, I wrote the wrong name of the game, even though I had <laughs> the details on the... I don't even know where I got that wrong name from, because I actually had the emails from the PR team reading mm-hmm. through it. But I don't even know why that happened. And literally before this interview was booked in, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And... But yeah, n- knowing that the game is manageable for me to actually play and get through the whole 
of the actual episodes, mm-hmm. then for me that makes it a lot more interesting to actually get in and complete the game itself. Yeah. So I mean, would you say that you're finished with this game sort of world or are you hoping to go in again and do another sort of season? Well, I mean, uh, another season is being considered, but uh, currently we're working on a new project, uh, which I'm not at liberty to say much of anything about. Uh, but uh, once once that's done, then uh, the second season of the detail will definitely be on the table and uh, we'll be considering it. And if that does happen... Would you look at like adding more like voice of work and other bits and bobs, or would you stick straight back to the formula that you've laid down with the original sort of game? Well, I mean, considering that uh, it, it will be a while yet before we can uh, really explore this uh, explore this option, uh, it's really difficult to say. Actually, I mean, right now. Um, yeah, we've been exploring voice for voice work a bit more, but uh, I can't really make any po- uh, promises at this time. I mean, I totally understand, especially with. I guess it'll be a lot harder for, as you say, like people like yourselves, a small studio in Finland, mm. where your biggest sort of market is probably um, like America and yeah. England where you'd have to get decent English-speaking sort of voice actors. Yeah. Whereas you can't just go to your local radio sort of studio and, and request people, because it'll just look and sound a little bit off. Yeah, and I mean, people pick up, the, pick up on those things really quickly. So we didn't really want to handicap ourselves with that. Finally, is there anything else that you'd like to say about the game that we haven't covered? Ah, let's see. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want people to feel that I was uh, making excuses for it earlier on, because, yeah, it was a bumpy ride in parts. It was our first game, but I still stand behind this game. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of what we, we as a team accomplished here, and uh, I mean. When when we started like three years ago, I was like, "Who are these guys? Is is this stuff for real?" But I mean, well, here I am sitting in a actually a rather nice office. I mean, I'm getting paycheck monthly. The reviews have been encouraging, uh, and I don't know. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm just really happy with how things actually turned out. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, I think the worst part for me is a lot of indie games now, Mm. when you actually sit down and play them, they are really, really, really good. Mm. You know, talented developers, talented writers, scripters, everything Mm. going into it. The only problem is, is that because, you know, you guys are indie... You don't actually have the budget yeah. to actually get the game out to everyone to, so everyone understands what the game is or even the game is out. Yeah, that, that's been an issue. <laughs> you know, because I know from bits and bobs that we've done, 
Mm. You know, like, it doesn't sound a lot like, oh, give us, like, £500 and we'll <laughs> get 2,000 emails sent out. But yeah. to, to us, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and I can is. I can guess for a small studio, if you want to try to, say, get the game featured on IGN, mm. I mean, true, they won't accept cash bribes, but just to get the game featured, they've got thousands of other people trying to get their game featured, and they'll probably go with the bigger names, because it's got more of a pull with the people to read the the features. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely an issue. I mean, the there are a huge number of games coming out coming out these days, and uh, trying to like get ahead of the pack or at least like get your hand up and it's like, hey, we're here. It 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 is a real challenge right now. Yeah, and I will say that your. Well, I don't know if it's your PR team, but the the company that you went with, mm-hmm. they were very nice to us. They emailed off to us, and because I'd again holding my hands up, I'd never heard of the game before. Yeah, they actually sent over the full three, you know, like the full series sort of thing, so we could play yeah. through the whole thing. Oh, that's cool. So we'll we will have a review coming up soon on the website, oh, and. Good. I will play the game really badly and put it up on on our YouTube channel as well. <laughs> Thank you. Because although I love the old like Monkey Island sort of games, I am really bad at it because I'm one of those people that I can't put my head into the developer how they wanted you to solve the puzzle. Yeah. Well, you will be glad to know that we are fairly light on the puzzles and we are mostly focusing on the story elements. Yeah, I think that's why I liked the Telltale games. Mm. You know, it's less clicking randomly and more just trying to get the story going. Yeah. So, JD, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a, a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And if you just want to tell our listeners how they can get the game and any social media links that you'd like anyone to contact you on, messages on. Well, uh... You can find the detail on the App Store as well as Steam, obviously. Uh, just look for the detail and uh, you should find your way. And uh, as far as social media and stuff, you can find all of that simply by uh, going to our website, uh, which is uh, rivalgames.com, and, uh, or just Google it, basically, uh, and you'll find all the... Uh, information you need right there so i mean i've just quickly won on my phone and typed in the detail mm-hmm. and it's saying two pound 29 mm-hmm. is that per episode or is that for the full well actually uh i'm not really involved <laughs> with the <laughs> pricing and stuff so you'll just have to check it out i suppose <laughs> Yeah, cause I might I might download that and give that a try on my phone and see what it's like on the mobile as well. Yeah. But, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I wish you best with the detail and <laughs> with future projects. Indeed. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. So that was the interview there. Thank you to the guys there at the detail. I mean, I would try and pronounce the guy's name, but unfortunately, I think he's from Finland. 
And I don't know about you, but when you see people's names with like weird symbols above letters and I just sort of go into a little shell and cry. Yeah, I mean, as soon as your name has something that I can't just type easily on a keyboard, (laughs) I'm out. I'm an American. I can't do that. (laughs) They didn't teach us that. So we'll have another quick interview. This time it's from some German developer called, and the game's Track Day Manager. So it's like a racing game manager sort of game. Can we pronounce their names? Probably not. I mean, I can't even we, spell we, man, so... We won't butcher theirs. We'll we'll let it live on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is his English wasn't the greatest, so basically I emailed him the questions, he recorded them, emailed them back, then I recorded myself asking questions as if I was talking to him and edited it all together. So that well, was... that sounds like something I want to listen to. It's quite fun. <laughs> I've had to do it before... Because some of the people, English isn't their first language and they're not sure. They don't want to like talk live. Which I, mean, I can you do understand. What you gotta do. So we'll be back in another, another maybe 20 minutes or so. Do you have trouble sleeping? Tossing and turning all night. Nothing you do seems to help. You're not getting your recommended 6 to 8 hours of sleep each night. Well, now there's a solution. Now there's Fat Cat Fly. With Fat Cat Fly, you'll easily get the sleep that you deserve. Download for free on the iOS App Store, and you're guaranteed to get a good night's sleep with very few side effects, as you help a fluffy kitty eat all the junk food that he wants. Side effects may include sleeplessness and desire for cheeseburgers if erection lasts more than five hours. See a physician. Try Fat Cat Fly today. Visit facebook.com slash fatcatfly, because you deserve a better life. So, without further ado, I will say, please, just introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Hi, my name is Talia Lundberg and I'm the creative director here at Arctic Hazard. Um, But since we're such a small studio, I also do a lot of tasks like run the office, uh, manage the economy, do a lot of development tasks like art, uh, most of the game designs, and of course, uh, keeping the vision of the game uh, intact. Uh, so we don't stray too far from uh, from the main vision. Right then, and if you could just please just go into a bit more detail about the studio, like how many staff you've got, things like that, please. As I mentioned uh, in the earlier question, uh, uh, we're a pretty small studio consisting of six uh, six people, everyone really experienced. Uh, most of the guys have like 10 or more years uh, creating video games under their belt. Uh, I myself, I have close to 20 years in the in the gaming industry. So, can you just ask if you've got any sort of like funny stories about either you or any staff members that you can say? <laughs> any funny stories? Yeah, um, there's so many. I can I can't think of a specific one right now. It's a fun group to work with, though. That's for sure. Every day I walk to the office, I'm looking forward to a new day with the guys. Uh, I guess that's one of the benefits of starting your own studio. You got to pick the one you bring uh, bring aboard, the guys you want to spend time with and work hard. Right then, so Track Day Manager is just out on Steam. If you could just please tell us about the game. Track Day Manager, uh, it's some new type of game that's been, uh, never been seen before. Uh, sure, there are similarities with other games in there, but we also stand on our own with some really innovative features that make up the game. 
especially the hands-on uh, order system where you give orders to your driver that get processed on the fly. We got commands like overtake left and right uh, of the car in front of you. You can tail the car in front, block cars behind you. You can push the engine to the limit and so on. Uh, in addition to the driver, you also have a pit crew and a marketing manager. All of these have a experience point system, so you can uh, advance them as you progress in the game. Uh, the marketing manager is the guy in charge of bringing in the money by signing up uh, with real sponsors. You have full control over what type of sponsors you want to pursue down the negotiation bonus objectives and raise payouts. And the system behind the, the sponsors is something we're really proud of. Uh, and we got a lot of uh, really cool sponsors in there. And how long did the game take to be developed? Uh, TM started out as a small project with a 2D layout uh, with a planned development time of six months. Uh, this was like a, a kickstart to our company, or so that was the plan. <laughs> and here we are uh, two years later with a beautiful rendered 3D online manager game. So, I myself would love to see an officially licensed Formula 1 full tactical manager game. Why do you think this has not happened? I would love to make a, a licensed game on Formula 1 or MotoGP, all those kind of big ones. Um, but as an indie developer, using licensed brands like F1, MotoGP and such would cost us way too much money. Uh, it also brings along a lot of restrictions. Uh, on how to use the different cars and everything. Yeah. That's that's the downside of uh, using a license, especially when you are, as I said, an indie developer. Uh, so we decided early on to do our, uh, our own thing with this game. So your game is multiplayer focused. Why is this? Well, it's a, it's a big uh, challenge making multiplayer games, that's for sure, but uh, most of us have done so in the past, uh, and we felt that the multiplayer uh, environment would bring this game close to my my original vision of the game, uh, making it a really competitive game with uh, with human uh, interactions. So, um, so that's basically the the main reason uh, why we went uh, multiplayer with. So now, bear with me with this one. I have always wanted to have like a full career mode in like racing games, where you basically start off as a twelve-year-old kid in karts. And basically you have to finish within the top three of that race series to progress to the next sort of level. Be like GP2, or is it GP? You know, like Formula Renault, Formula Ford, or, you know, up into the actual, up all the way till you get into Formula 1. And basically the aim of the game is just to complete the whole game and be as young as possible. What do you think about this sort of idea of a game? Well, the idea is a good one. Uh, something a lot of people want to see in the racing management game. Uh, perhaps we will go down this ro uh, route uh, later when the company is bigger and we feel we have the manpower to do something like that properly. Um, single player games, it requires a lot of content to be fun in the long run. I'm not a huge fan of games that cost like 50 bucks and give you three hours of joy. If we're going to make a, a single-player game um, in this racing universe, it would bring a lot of hours of really, really deep uh, gameplay. So, back to Track Day Manager, I have to say the game looks great, but would there be any chance that you'd be able to optimise it a little 
So it was actually running my little Windows tablet. Uh, Tracky Manager is um, is planned to come out on iOS and Android later this uh, year or uh, early uh, 2017. So we definitely have plans to get it on uh, on tablets. So what has the response been like for the game since its launch? Uh, we had some uh, initial problems with host migration that we didn't catch in the early access. Uh, when a lot of people started to play, several small bugs surfaced. So since the, the release uh, and up until this point, we have been busy fixing the game, basically. Besides from, from this, the community in fact is amazing. Uh, people love the game. Just have a look at the, most of the reviews at Steam and you will see, the, see what I mean. Uh, now we are looking forward to bringing some uh, new game modes in, like hill climb, boxcar racing. Uh, we are also bringing in a custom game mode, so players can start hosting cups uh, and other events. So, uh, yeah, we're looking uh, forward to the future of the game now. So I actually love the game itself, and I have to say it reminds me of uh, a beefed-up version of the mobile game Motorsport Manager. Was this game an inspiration for the team? Actually, we didn't know about uh, Motorsport Manager until late in our production. And while it's a great game in itself, it's nothing like Track Day Manager when it comes to uh, the way we do our gameplay. Uh, we are manager games, sure, uh, and we do racing. Uh, that's how far I would take that comparison. Still, uh, that game is great, and I believe it was made by one man alone, and that uh, that makes it even more impressive. So now the game is technically out on Steam and finished, bar a couple of like bugs and little things to be added here and there. What's next for the team going forward? Next, uh, it will be to finish up all the plans we have for Tracking Manager uh, from the from the beginning, basically, and uh, and during production. Uh, with new game modes, as I um, said earlier. Uh, after that is done, uh, it's keeping content coming in while we prepare for iOS and Android versions. Uh, looking uh, further into the future, I, I don't know uh, what happens. Right then, so thank you so much for coming on this week. Uh, if you'd just like to tell our listeners where and how they can get Track Day Manager plus any, like, Twitter links and things like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for uh, for inviting me. Uh, the way to get the game is um, by going on the Steam store, search for Track Day Manager. It's a great game, and uh, I hope you all try it out. Uh, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Just search uh, search for Arctic Acid, and our webpage is uh, trackdaymanager.com. Thanks, guys. It's not a problem, and thank you again for coming on. So, thank you to those two find people who let us do quick chats with them about the detail and trackside manager and we're coming to the end of the show now so i will just say please visit our website it's oneupgaming.co.uk please i don't know what you call it be it be our patron and go to patreon.com slash o-u-g we have official t-shirts and mugs at bluesideborg.com just search oneupgaming if you want to get 10% off at customcontrollersuk.co.uk, just go to that website and use the discount code 1UPGAMING, and you can get 5% off at funstock.co.uk with the discount code 1UP. We have Amazon links on the website. Basically, you just if you want to buy something from Amazon, go to our website, click on the Amazon link, 
And because Amazon tracks you've been on our site who we are advertising Amazon, we get a small percentage of that sale. We're also on Facebook and YouTube, just search One Up Gaming. We're on Twitch, occasionally I don't do it that much now that I work nights. So I get home and I'm absolutely knackered. But yeah, we're on twitch.tv slash OUG official. Uh, we're on Twitter, you can contact us at OUG official. You can email us at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. You can find this fine, rushed podcast at, on iTunes. Please subscribe to us and give five stars. It really helps when people are trying to search for podcasts. and it'll... We appreciate it, and we showed up and delivered you this fantastic show. So I think we deserve it, really. You say that, but with that, we have <laughs> about... I think we've got about 100 Steam codes left, and we've got some Xbox One codes as well. So if anyone wants to leave us a nice review on iTunes, then I will send you out a code. So on the review, just leave your Twitter handle, and once it populates and shows up on my iTunes feed, I will contact you on Twitter, and I will ask if you want a PC code or an Xbox One code. I'll give you a code for free because we need more reviews. Please, we yeah. are we <laughs> we're on our knees. You can't see, but we're we're pleading. You don't want to do that in your canteen thing. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta be careful. You know, yeah, you, you gotta be responsible about it. Could have been worse. You could have been in the locker room. That's, I mean, you make a fair point. This isn't that kind of gym, though. <laughs> But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Depending on what part of the U.S. you're in, you know, be responsible, everyone. Be careful what gyms you get down on your knees and beg people for reviews for your podcast on iTunes at. It's very dangerous. Trust me. Uh, it, once every year, no, nobody actually has any any problems with that. But don't do it anyways. I'll be honest. I think you lost me at the start of that. You know what? I think I lost myself too. And that may mean that I'm a genius, though. So I will say thank you so much for coming on there, Ethan. My pleasure. It's been wonderful to be a part of the podcast. And I will be back next week. And I'm not sure if Ethan will because he's, I think you're about nine or eight hours behind me. I I am. For me, I'm in the middle of the afternoon, and for David, it is nighttime, and he should be going to bed or playing video games. I think I'll be doing some editing before I do anything, but I've got two podcasts to edit ready for tomorrow. Editing and then naps. Probably, yes. (laughs) So thank you, and see you all next week. Goodbye. Have a great week, guys. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, Maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny 
or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.